0: Hi, welcome to A Moment with m mj
1: Good morning, everybody.
0: I'm Mary Jo Ryder.
1: I'm Mike Ryder, and we have a guest today, precious friend, Fawn Steinforth. Yes. Say hi to Fawn. Say hi, Fawn.
2: Hi, everybody.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say hi, Fawn. <laughs> <laughs> she could. Have. Yeah. Um, we've had Fawn out today. Just this precious lady has so many miraculous testimonies in her life. And we've had the blessing of being able to be involved with some a of few of them mm-hmm. through you know through the lord acts 19 11, um you go and look at that scripture it says and god did many extraordinary miracles by the hands of paul okay we don't do the miracle god does the miracle mm-hmm. but he needs these right here he needs hands People to be involved to be able to work through And we were able to do that to help you through some things. And there's been other people along the way that have been able to help bring that to you. So we brought Fawn on just to share her story, to be an encouragement that, you know, no matter how bad you think things are, there's always hope in Jesus Christ. There's always hope in that. Uh, miraculous, miracle-working power of God, and he does still do miracles. I mean, it's for today. It didn't, you know, some people are like, oh, it died out at the, after the apostles or something like that. No, uh-uh. And you'll attest to that. Yes. So hit it, hon. <laughs> <laughs> kind of putting you on the spot a little bit, but just kind of share, you know, like like what, you know, you feel is on your heart to share about about how you came to be where you are and then what the Lord has done through you, for for you, through the years?
2: Um, So I grew up in a very toxic environment. Um, Alcohol, drugs, you know, the whole, like, rock and roll theme, sex, Uh drugs, rock and roll. Sure. Um, Drinking, partying, that's, like, all I knew. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I never had a healthy relationship, um, as an example. There was nobody in my life who had... That healthy relationship or a healthy marriage, um, it was very toxic. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what I grew to know. And through that, um, I sought love in all the wrong places. Mm -hmm. Um, And at one point, I would say I had a sex addiction. um, And it was just coming from a very broken place and, you know... You think because these guys give you attention, and um, it started in high school. Um, it was actually because I was raped when I was fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been drinking, and I was in my own house, and um, he followed me down to my room, and I ended up passing out and woke up to him on top of me, and you know the whole thing went to court and. That's, that's really like what opened the door. Um, sure. and then again, a month later I'm at a party after a school dance and same thing happens. Um, and then that really just like, I lost my sense of worth, like a little bit of sense of worth, self-worth that I had. Sure. Um, I lost it and I just was out there. Um, and then I joined the military. Um, Straight out of high school and I was in for just shy of 10 years and um, just the things in the military and, you know, you have a whole plethora of different people and different walks of life and, you know, it's just kind of like a melting pot of different cultures and, you know, I was curious and ended up um, in situations I probably shouldn't have been in and... Mm -hmm with people I should have never sure. um, been with. And and so through all of those encounters and those relationships, soul ties were created and mm-hmm. sure. I really yep. lost my sense of worth. And then um, deployed and got pregnant by a married man who I didn't know was married. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? Am I, you know, and, and the thought of abortion, it was like a blink of an eye, mm-hmm. like, it was there, and then it was gone, and I was like, I could never bring myself right. um, to do that. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna figure this thing out. And that that's really been my mentality um, since that point. Like, yeah. well, I'm I'm here, so let's just figure it out. And then, you know, through the years, I found my voice, and I um, found God. Well, God found me, really. Um, Pretty much, fast, right? fast forward to um 2013 which was my third deployment my kids were three and five um well when I left they were my youngest had just turned three and my oldest was four and a half okay Uh um and so because of the military like I didn't have a lot of time with my kids sure and so in the season now I'm having to rebuild those relationships, and um, it's very challenging. But in 2013, that deployment, um, that was my worst deployment. That was my third deployment. That was in in Afghanistan. Um, I was a fueler, Um, so I did aviation refueling. So I did aviation refueling. I did um, convoys, so ground refueling, and then uh, we had the responsibility of having – to refuel all of the generators on the base Um, and if a generator went down the first thing they checked was fuel and they were coming for us (laughs) Um, so I was very
0: only if it was empty
2: only if it was empty but that was always the first thing (laughs) that's the first thing that they did (laughs) is they checked the tank yes um and during that deployment it was the end of deployment and I ended up Losing my best friend, he was in a fuel explosion, Um, Anthony Maddox. um, He was also a fueler. He was on a different base, and I was trying to get my chain of command to bring him to where we were because the base that he was on was closing down. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they were very gung-ho and just stuck on, no, he's going home with them. He's been within the the whole deployment. And I'm like, okay, but you are robbing him of an experience that is going to help progress him in his military career. Sure. Um, And that being learning the aviation side of being a fueler. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was looking out for his career. Yeah. But in the eyes of my chain of command, they felt I was only focused on. relationship sure which was not the case because you know i always want to see everybody succeed and i'm going to help everybody around me succeed any way that i possibly can um
1: quick question what was your position at your post as far as your uh ranking in the chain of command at your fueling depot
2: i was an e4 so i was a corporal Uh um we had an e6 on the ground okay and he put himself on night shift. Uh-huh. So we have an E6 on ground. He's higher ranked than me. Yep. Um, I'm an E4. I'm a corporal, which is still it's considered an NCO position. Right. Um, I had nine soldiers on ground. I was responsible for all nine soldier, all nine of those soldiers, um, whether they were on day shift or night shift. Right. And not all nine sold, not all nine of those soldiers were fuelers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I okay. think three of them. Sure were fuelers. The rest were, uh, they were infantry or field artillery or, yeah. you know, whoever we could get because yeah. we needed bodies and we were short-handed.
1: So you basically were doing the job of a sergeant or above at that point as a corporal? Yes. Okay. I was,
2: right. I was maintaining... The numbers. Right. So obviously you have to track numbers. You have yeah. to know how much is going out. You have to know how oh much boy. is coming in. You have to mm-hmm. check the water levels of the fuel. And if it's over a certain point, you have to close down um, the refueling point. Yep. Because if there's too much water and you refuel a helicopter and that helicopter goes down, it's your butt. Mm-hmm. Um, and exactly. so I was very, very intentional. I was... Um, I had become a subject matter expert mm-hmm. in my field. Um, when And when I got on ground, I had no idea what, what aviation <laughs> refueling was. I sure. never knew how to ran, run a FARP or, you know, any of that yeah. stuff. And, I mean, within a matter of probably two, three weeks, I was subject matter expert, and I knew yeah. almost everything there was to know about sure. um, running a yeah, fuel Yeah, you
1: dove point. into it with an intensity that, yes. you know what, Bless God, this is what I'm about. Bang. Cool.
2: Yes, and mind Very you, cool. I did not have a relationship with God mm-hmm. um, at this point, and so through Anthony going and passing away, um, through the fuel explosion, he made it. Um, he made it to Germany and was able to go through a debreeding surgery. Ninety-three, no, ninety-seven percent of his body was burned. Um, so only three percent of his body was not covered in burns, right. and um, as much as you know, it it hurts to not have him here. Uh-huh. Um, I do know that him passing is a blessing in disguise because sure. he was a gym rat. You uh-huh. know, he would go to the gym and just be in the gym for three hours, and right. and I mean his he. But anywhere he went, he lit up the room and, you know, yeah. he just, he made things happen and he, you know, he's, he's missed dearly. Right. And, you know, not just right. by myself, from myself, but right, right, exactly. so many other people. Right, right,
1: right, exactly. I can tell your eyes are getting a little misty and you miss him too, you know, and we, one of the things about, you know, anybody who knows me well enough to knows me, know I am an absolute history freak and I love, um, military history and um one of my big things is to honor um those who serve obviously memorial day being uh very close i wanted i'm, I'm glad you shared that just because we want to honor his memory um you know because he was he was serving this nation yes and it was all volunteer you volunteered i volunteered right now nobody gets drafted do you know what i mean everybody goes because they want to right When was it, at what point was it that you began to get drawn to the Lord? And uh, how did that come about?
2: So in 2015, I am stationed at Fort Hood now. Um, I was actually going through the med board process. So they were putting me out for medical separation.
1: Okay.
2: And, you know, I'm... In this world, and, you know, all I know is the military. It's been my life for the past nine years. I'm yeah. like, what am I going to do? I am uh-huh. a single mom. Ah. I have two girls to take care of. Yeah. Um, I am... Like I don't know what to do, you know. Sure. And I'm like, okay, sure. do I go to school? Do I? At one point, I was thinking DEA, and then I was like, no, we're not going to do DEA because I have kids, and you know, uh-huh. I don't. What
0: know. is a DEA?
1: Drug Enforcement Administration. Okay, that's yep. where you're a drug cop. Okay, yeah. One of my uh, um, section commanders, when he separated from, well, he resigned his commission, and then he went to work for DEA. That's what he
2: did. So, yep. it's kind of a big thing. I was like, yeah, no. I don't think I'm going to do that because I have kids. and You know, if I didn't have kids, it maybe would have been a whole different sure. story. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and, you know, honestly, had I not had kids, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the coming months um, of me getting out the military, um, well, before I go there, um I joined a company called Herbalife or whatever and okay. I learned about personal development and I was like wait people actually like work on themselves like I didn't know this was a thing like I was oblivious to it. Sure. Um and it was through the personal development that I um and that company that I found this group of women mm-hmm. who were believers. Oh wow. And God. so they yeah. were inviting me to church and um I was, no, 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 no. Well, finally, October 2015, I went, and I actually think it was October 8th, 2015. Um, I don't know why that is sticking out in my brain, but that that's the day. But anyways, um, so I go, and it's a Baptist church, and I've never been to a Baptist church. <laughs> you know, I grew up, the little bit of church that we did go to, it was either Lutheran or Methodist, and so mm-hmm. very just... Dress in yeah. your Sunday best, and you know, yeah. put on cut and put dry, on organized. Yes, yeah. Put on put on your happy face, and mm-hmm. you know, act yeah. like all is well. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I go in there, and you know, we we take communion, but they wanted us to like we were shuffling through,
0: uh-huh.
2: and. I had never taken communion in my entire life right. that I remember.
0: Right.
2: So I was like I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so we walk up to this table and they wanted us to take communion at the table. But I so I grabbed the communion or whatever and I didn't realize that we were supposed to take it at the table and they like yelled at me and I was like okay I'm sorry like
1: uh. <laughs> I'm like okay. And you're going
2: what did I get <laughs> you? Mind you me and my kids we're white.
1: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> this was a very um, um, African-American filled church. Uh-huh. Oh. And there was a couple other white people in there, and, you know, some Mexican, you know, whatever, Hispanic people. Um, well, then during worship, there there's a lady and she falls out. And I've never seen anybody fall out before. Right? <laughs> and right. I'm, right. Like, <laughs> I'm like, wait. I'm like... She just, like, passed out. Yeah. So well, I'm, what's like, up with that? I'm not focused on worship anymore. I'm, like, and then they just come and cover her up with a blanket, and I'm, like.
1: <laughs> she just die or what?
0: I <laughs> oh. don't know
2: what's going on. I'm never coming back to this church. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of was, like, no, I'm not going to go back to your church. And then my friend, uh, another one of my friends, she invited me to her church, and it's uh-huh. uh, it was a Christian church, non-denominational, and mm-hmm. I was, like, okay, like, Let's do this. Uh, I'm willing to come. And I I can't remember exactly. I want to say it was probably the beginning of 2016. So I'm now out the military. Uh Uh Um, I am a civilian. And I'm like, uh, what do I do? I could fish out of water. Yes. And I had no money coming in Uh because my separation pay my severance pay that I was getting was supposed to take anywhere from six weeks to six months.
1: So you had that time.
2: And I was like, what on earth am I going to do? Because daycare is expensive and I don't have any support here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and my daughter's, my youngest daughter's birthday is January 4th. So I got out okay. of the military December 31st, mm-hmm. 2015. Mm-hmm. My daughter turned five, six. Right. Um, January 4th, 2016.
1: Sure. And you're still in Colleen at this point. And I am still in Colleen, okay.
2: Texas. Yes. Yeah. And I am like, what am I going to do? I can't give her a birthday party. You know, that mom guilt sets in or whatever. Sure. Well, this is where God started to really get my attention. Okay. And I was like, okay. So I remember... I had a friend who had posted, it's like a, it's a list of scriptures, but she, on the the title of them, it was like emergency scriptures. So it's like financial and depression and anxiety. And, you know, you go to these scriptures and you read, you know, and Mm -hmm. you read the scripture and it's going to to speak to those points. Mm -hmm. So I found the one that was talking about finances Mm -hmm. and I remember just Reading it over and over and over, and this is the night before my youngest daughter's birthday, so this is January 3rd, right, 2016, and I'm just crying out to God, and, you know, I have my Bible from um, when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. my grandma had got it for me, and... Mm-hmm. I think it's an ESV, and, you know, it's got all the these and nows and whatever, and trying to read that, and I'm like, I don't know what (laughs) this is saying, but I'm just going to keep reading it. Sure. And I read it over and over, and I was crying out to God, and then I didn't know it then, but I know it now, but it was, you know, something in me woke me up, and it was like 4.30 in the morning on the morning of my daughter's birthday, and it was like, check your bank account. Ooh. And I was like, okay. So I checked my bank account, and there sits my money. The money that was supposed ah. to take six weeks to six months Was in your took account. four days.
1: Bang. Praise and I was God. like, okay, God. Yeah.
2: Now, I didn't know anything about tithing uh-huh. like I do now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so had I known about tithing back then, I absolutely would have tithed. Sure. Um, to the church that I was going to, nobody really explained that to me. And yeah, um, now that I know, I you know, Absolutely. I'm sorry, God. You know, right. <laughs> uh, repent for it and sure. keep it moving. Yeah, we have to forgive ourselves, and you know, that's pretty big, walk, isn't it? Walk in the grace that we walk in for others. Sure, I'm going to share others. this
0: too, though. I I believe things that we've been taught from the Word is that when you've heard the Word and you know it that's when you are, you might say, I think the word even says that you're held accountable for what you know. Right. Right. When you don't know it, I think that there's a grace definitely that's Mm going to cover that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. especially when you like you just said, if I would have known, I would have. Right. So I think, I think you're forgiven for that
2: absolutely yeah
1: and then i think moving forward from that point too it's not like going back from there and saying oh god well i really didn't know that i'm sorry and he's like well you didn't know that do you know what i mean right so there's no no harm no foul at that point right so
2: um which and
1: those that have ears to hear hear
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so from so that was january and then I can't really remember or pinpoint, like, when I started going to church, but I know mm-hmm. I would go here and there, and I would go to Grace uh, to the Christian church, Grace mm-hmm. Christian, sure. um, in Colleen, Texas, and mm-hmm. um, it was just kind of here and there, and, you know, if I went, I went. If I felt like going, I would go. If I didn't, I didn't. Right. Um, and then the suicide ideation happened. Okay. And... I'm 10 days post-op from getting breast implants that I should have never gotten. Uh Um, But now I have a testimony for that and I'm able to reach people that had I never gone through that experience. um, I wouldn't be able to reach them Mm -hmm. and relate with them. And so I went, I had this bottle of Percocet. I'm 10 days post-op. I don't take medicine if I don't have to. I've never been that type of person because addiction Ran strong in my family. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say ran strong because it ran strong until it ran into me. That's the girl. Um, uh-huh. <clears throat> excuse me. And so I'm sitting on the couch watching TV with my kids, and it's literally like this trance just came over me, and I got up off the couch, and I walked into my bedroom, and I'm about 10 feet away from my purse where this bottle of Percocet is, and I'm like, I'm, my goal not my personal goal, but whatever was on me was to take that whole bottle of Percocet. And again, I didn't know it was God at the time, but I know now. He showed me a vision of what would happen had I taken that whole bottle of Percocet. Uh And that was, um, my girls would find me, they would walk into my bedroom and find me seizing and foaming at the mouth. Uh And it was in that immediate moment, I... Did a complete 180, I grabbed my girls, and I left my house. Uh-huh. Um, and I haven't looked back since. And, you know, from that point, like, I obviously was dealing with the depression. I was still dealing sure. with the anxiety and, you know, all of those sure. things from deployment in 2013 from losing Anthony mm-hmm. that was really never dealt with mm-hmm. um, because it's so hard to get into therapy and counseling Sure. Um, twenty two a day is too many. Mm-hmm. Twenty two, too many. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason that we should be losing twenty two veterans a day. Agreed. One hundred percent. You know, it sickens me with the stuff that's going on in the world, and our veterans are living on the street and yeah, killing themselves because they can't get the mental help, right? Mental health help that they need. Right.
0: Um,
1: I'm totally on that boat with you. Hundred percent.
0: Yeah. How can we encourage them to to look to Jesus for those answers? Like, what have you seen?
2: I have seen him set me free um, through seeking him, even if it's just reading one scripture a day, mm-hmm. even if it's just listening to one worship song, even if it's just um, going to church every now and then, getting that seed planted in our hearts mm-hmm is what is going to change getting yourself into an environment that is going to help pull you up instead of pull you down right Mm -hmm. um your environment is so pertinent to growth it's critical um because if you think about a plant and the soil that it's in Mm -hmm. you have all of these contaminants in one pot and you have healthy organic soil in another. So one is thriving and one is not doing anything. Like you might see a little bit of growth, but the fruit on that is, you know, the fruit that if it bears any fruit on that, um, it's going to show toxicity. Yeah. And it's going to, it's going to, um, basically resemble what's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so I hope you guys understand that analogy.
1: Sure. No, that's great. That's a perfect analogy. Mary Jo's got something too. You're well, I like just wanted to hear something. a little
0: bit more about what Jesus did for you. What can Jesus do for other veterans?
2: Set you free. Yes, He can set you free. Um, and again, it just goes to that environment and um, finding finding your community in a spirit filled church, um, which up until Faith Family. I never experienced Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a spirit-filled church Mm -hmm. um, of my own. Um, I've never been a member of a spirit-filled church. I have attended one other spirit-filled church, and that was in Iowa. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, But prior to that, it was a very, I would say, lukewarm. Um, so, So finding a church that, you know is going to help you pull you out of the trenches and, you know, reach back and say, come on, I got you and, Mm -hmm. you know, hold you up. And, um, obviously our relationship with God is our responsibility. So it's up to us to grow that relationship. Um, and you do that by getting in your word and you do that by, Mm -hmm. um, praying, Mm Mm-hmm. And talking to God, how, yeah, just sharing your how, life with Him. How we're talking right now is just mm-hmm. yeah. that's God just wants to hear from you. Totally, He doesn't care how pretty the prayer is or anything like that. Right. You know, He just wants this communication, mm-hmm. um, and that was something that I struggled with for a really long time was praying. And you know, after I gave my life to Christ, so back to that suicide ideation. Um, that was a when no, that was a Friday. That Sunday I was in church, and that Wednesday, so Wednesday and Sunday. Wednesday, Sunday, I was in church. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved away from that church and found another church, and so I was just continuously being fed. Um, yeah. And, you know, just finding people that you can link arms with is really what's helped me.
1: It's critical, isn't
2: it? Yeah. You know, just yeah. like we link arms in the military, uh-huh. you know, us veterans, we, totally we got our battle buddies. You know, we you do. have those set battle buddies. We do. And you need to find that in the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and in the church community.
1: Mm-hmm. One of the things that I noticed when I got out, I mean, we had a lot of people that we were really close to, and it was the camaraderie. It was the, this is our purpose.
2: Absolutely, this especially our after thing. a deployment. Oh, yeah. Things yeah. you've been through and mm-hmm. it's.
1: Yeah, you have these shared experiences. Yes. And vets who have seen combat who have, you know, seen the monster, who have been there. It seems like they are really, really close. But on the outside, how do you find that again? And I struggled with that. I had a group of guys that I was super duper close with, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And uh, I had shared with Mary Jo a time or two, you know, just trying to find that camaraderie, trying to find that community is really, it's a struggle because it's almost like, You, It's almost like you sit there and you have this in your head that no one else can relate to that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. But I think that right now the group that we have and we're starting to find that again.
0: You know, for those that are searching for that, you know, Uh you just have to be open to where God is going to lead you to be and then willing, you know, to go there.
1: And then too to be that person to someone Mm -hmm. else, you know, to be that one that's, see somebody in a pile of mud and says, Hey, here, let me help you out of that. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll reach down and help pull you out. And like you said, link arms and just say, Hey, you know what? I don't care what you're going through. I'm going Mm -hmm. through it with you. Right? Yep. It's like the battle buddy thing. We actually did a podcast on that a while back. It's like when you're in the hole with your buddy, his life is your responsibility. Her life is your responsibility. Yeah. Right. And that's exactly what we were taught when we were in. It's like your life is not your own. Right. You know.
0: I think we should try to kind of wrap this up.
1: Yeah, let's wrap this one up. We covered a lot of stuff, but we've got more to come mm-hmm. from Miss Fawn um, on... Uh, just how well, how the Lord set you free because that is is a powerful thing in itself.
2: Yes, it is. And
1: praise God yeah, for it. So Look at that face. And
2: um. it, it's it's only because of obedience.
1: Amen.
2: Um, had I not been obedient and moved back home to South Dakota, which is something I said I was never going to do when I got out the military, I said I was never moving back to South Dakota. I was yep. never coming back yep. here. Yep. And yep.
1: yep. Candace, I know. Here I am. Here you are. And awesome.
2: Because of that, I've met you guys in the church. and Praise God. We're linking arms. Yes.
1: Well, we're excited to share with you guys again from with uh, with Vaughn. So we're going to wrap this one up. And then what we will do is we will be back again for another one. You ain't going to want to miss these. I'll guarantee it. So God Thanks bless you all. Thanks us for sharing. Today. Yes. Thank you, young lady, for coming out. Absolutely. Praise God. It's awesome. And we'll see you all next time.